Ooh, welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Michael Twitter. And hey, we got news and notes around the SEC that some of these we weren't able to get to on the last episode. Just enough content to have a terrific show. Missouri finally picked up their quarterback that they've been searching for in the transfer portal. The Ole Miss-Tennessee rivalries heating up. Arkansas lands them of receivers, something Sam Pittman's been talking about for weeks. The Razorbacks trying to add to that room. Auburn getting help in the defensive backfield. But hey, we even and we've got a we've got one of our first broadcast games, information on that. Very exciting stuff. Talk about a hundred day countdown. It's right around the corner. But first, man, I gotta hand it to you. FanDuel. Again, not a sponsor of the show, although we're open to you, FanDuel. But we got to credit these guys for continuing to pump out these point spreads because they're giving us something to talk about here in mid-May, and I do appreciate it. We, over the last, uh, you know, last week, if you missed it, go back. They've opened a number of the uh, Game of the Year lines in the SEC, and they've come out with several more interesting lines. So, Let's just start right there. Bunch of rivalry games here listed among the uh, the point spreads listed by FanDuel. I'm going to list every single one we got. Got into it a little bit on Twitter if you saw it. Missouri fan was upset not posting those Missouri lines. FanDuel's not posting them. But as soon as they do, hey, we'll give you each and every point spread that a legitimate sports book is going to throw out there. And these are the ones we got starting With the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Georgia, the defending national champions, favored by 17 over Billy Napier's Florida Gators team. So, hey, that's an interesting one. Of course, uh, no surprise the spread is that large considering all the talent they got there in Athens. That's, to me, that's a stay away at this point in time. But how about this one? This is one of the better emerging rivalries in the SEC, whether one side wants to admit it or not. Kentucky at Tennessee, the Vols favored by three and a half on Rocky Top. That should be one hell of a game. I might even, I might even favor Kentucky with the three and a half because that, you know, this is going to be another coin toss type game. Now, how about this one? Both sides laughing at this one. Tennessee at Georgia late in the season. Bulldogs favored by 17 and a half. Tennessee haters, like I said, laughing at that. Tennessee fans that I saw, they were hammering this line courtesy of FanDuel. So, again, Tennessee favored, excuse me, Tennessee underdogs by 17 and a half on the road against the defending national champions. How about this? It can't argue with this line, but it is unusual to see it in this rivalry. Alabama on the road at LSU in Death Valley. The Crimson Tide favored by 16 points. Brian Kelly, that's your number one job there in Baton Rouge. Close that gap. Coach O did it that one year. Of course, they went on to win the national championship. You ain't going to reach the college football playoff and, of course, uh, the SEC championship game if you're LSU until you can knock off the Crimson Tide. And a 16-point spread here, courtesy of FanDuel, gives you an indication of where those teams are at. How about this? This is uh, not an annual showcase game, but should be one hell of a game this fall. Florida 
at Texas A&M. The Aggies pulled the a, a big upset there during uh, the COVID season. Nine-point favorites at home over the Florida Gators, according to FanDuel. So that's an interesting one. Nine points. Hmm. That might be one worth betting on. How about this? It ain't often. You got to remember, when Sam Pittman got the job there in Fayetteville, Arkansas was not favored till last season. I can't remember which game. Maybe the Auburn game. That may have been the first time that Arkansas was favored in an SEC game. You're favored over LSU. LSU at Arkansas. Arkansas favored by two and a half points over them LSU Tigers in Fayetteville. So that the get the the golden boot, that's a hell of a matchup there. Arkansas snapped that streak. Can they do it two years in a row? Right now, you're the current favorite by uh, just under a field goal. What could be the game of the year in the SEC East? I know we we already talked Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Tennessee. Many think those will be games of the year in the SEC East, but Georgia at Kentucky, the Bulldogs favored by 16 points in Lexington late in the season. Ooh, buddy, that might be one worth jumping on right there. So uh, based on these point spreads, Georgia's getting about uh, in as much respect as Alabama, which I guess we shouldn't be surprised. And Bulldogs been pretty damn good here lately, but just something to think about. The Egg Bowl's on here, too. Mississippi State at Ole Miss. The Rebels favored by a touchdown in Oxford. Mississippi State's dropped the last two Egg Bowls. So this has got to be one that uh, Mike Leach and company have got to get. Seven-point margin. Pretty, you know, pretty large margin. I think I had Jake Wimberly on a couple weeks ago. Asked him his projected point spread for this one i think he said six or seven points so that's that's right on the money jake i'm telling you that guy knows what he's talking about how about this one florida at florida state this will bring a smile to them gators face because they're favored by six in tallahassee where them seminoles they can't get them a win against the gators so billy napier may be in year one mike norvell what are you in four or five there still not favored at home in uh, the most important game in that program's uh, annual series so not looking good for old uh, Mike Norvell there how about this one LSU at Texas A&M another one of these uh, rivalries that's becoming one of the best in the SEC Aggies favored by nine and a half points over them LSU Tigers that's another interesting one Hmm, LSU a lot of underdogs here for LSU and how about the Iron Bowl you may, you may have to cover your ears here, Auburn fans, because this, this one's rough. Now, hell, they basically said the same thing last year. almost pulled off the upset. But Auburn at Alabama, Crimson Tide, of course, favored by 26 points. Ooh. Man, four, if Brian Harson loses this game by four touchdowns, that may be all she wrote. So, hey, we'll see what happens, but that's a – that's a monumental point spread here for the offseason. And then we got two more non-conference games, but annual showcase games for the SEC versus the ACC. Georgia Tech at Georgia. Bulldogs favored by 28 points. No surprise there. South Carolina at Clemson. Clemson favored by 17 and a half. Is this a year? The Gamecocks snapped that streak. 
I think Shane and I both predicted it to be last year, but we're not going to talk about that because it's going to be this year with Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer in year two there in Columbia. So there you have it, some new lines from FanDuel. We'll keep bringing in these lines as they come and go. But, uh, you know, like I always like to do, maybe look at these and pick, you know, the best value for all these lines is right now before we know what each team's got and, you know, having a better read on these teams than Vegas does. To me, the one that really jumps out, Georgia favored by 16 at Kentucky. Not saying, again, <laughs> Bulldogs are going to kill me. They, they think I hate their squad. Not saying you're going to lose that game, but favored by 16 to what could be a red-hot Kentucky team. That's probably the one I'm putting all my chips on right there, Kentucky. And the points, 16, that's a ton of points. Um, Maybe even, it's like I'm trying to buy some goodwill with Big Blue. Kentucky at Tennessee, I like that one too. Kentucky getting three and a half on the road. Again, not saying they're going to win that game in Neyland Stadium. Oh, they did, oh, they did last time. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'll take the three and a half. That's that's one that's got my attention. And how about this? Texas A&M at home against Florida, only favored by nine. I usually don't like to take a lot of, you know, the high spreads this early in the season, but I kind of like that one for the Yankees. I think that's going to be a tough one for the Florida Gators, going on the road to College Station, not a place they're very familiar with. And, of course, last time they – they dropped a big one there. So those three, be on the lookout. Go on your FanDuel app. Of course, I wish you could tell them we sent you. But, hey, they're not a sponsor. Not yet, anyway. But, all right, hey, moving on. I got a little bit of, uh, you know, we always try to make the show bigger and better, as I hope you guys can tell. And I, I've got to be honest with you guys, you know, with the 100-day countdown right around the corner, trying out some new things, got new intros for all 14 SEC teams. I'm going to try to do something completely different. This is going to help on the YouTube. It's going to help the audio version of the show. So I'm trying to help both at the same time. So let's kick it down to Tuscaloosa with our first new intro. I hope you guys like that. And like I said, we got them for all 14 SEC teams. But the reason I wanted to start here with Alabama, because they're the ones that we have got officially scheduled here, week two of the season, traveling to Austin, Texas, to take on them Longhorns. And Fox has announced they've selected this game, Alabama at Texas, September 10th. Now, they haven't officially announced the kickoff time, but I'll go ahead and tell you now, I've been told it's going to be, this is going to be rough for a lot of you on the East Coast, 11 o'clock Central, noon Eastern time. This is uh, the Fox's big thing they do now, the big noon kickoff. For some damn reason, they put their marquee game there right at noon. I, I think really the, the reason is just trying to take attention away from ESPN and CBS, who, of course, has the 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. They're, they don't want to go up against that monster game. They don't want to go up against the SEC at night. So Fox takes that uh, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central kickoff, and that's what they're going to do for Alabama at Texas. So that this is going to be one hell of a game. 
Again, this is the one I circled on, on my calendar here for week two of the SEC dream scenario. I, I really think Texas is going to throw everything they have at Alabama. Again, I'm not sitting here. I'm not dumb enough to say Texas is going to threaten Alabama, but I don't know. It could be an interesting game. And just a little inside baseball for the audience. When it comes to games like this that are non-conference, the way I understand it, these networks hold what is uh, essentially kind of like Shane and I did on the last one. They hold a fantasy-style draft, and they get to pick their marquee games that they really want to cover. And now, of course, this you know Fox can't grab the, the Iron Bowl or anything because CBS, ESPN have the rights to the SEC. But when it's a non-conference showdown like this, it's kind of up for grabs. And the, to my understanding, the number one selection, Fox had the top overall pick, and they selected Alabama at Texas. So that's why Alabama will be playing on Fox, a rare, rare gift to Fox to, to get to cover the Crimson Tide. So uh, this is, again, this is pretty big deal. This is going to be a marquee event for Fox Sports. This is going to be a marquee event for Texas. And it'll be another opponent that Alabama rips through early in the season, no doubt about it. But uh, just wanted to make that note. But next, we got some news down in Mizzou, so let's kick it on down to Columbia. With them Tigers, hey, they finally landed their transfer quarterback, and it's a familiar name here in the SEC, or hell, if you're just from the state of Mississippi, because they got Jack Abram, former Mississippi State quarterback, this was a guy that uh, was battling it out with Will Rogers, not this spring, but previously. You know, I, I don't think he really ever factored in much. There was never a threat that uh, Will Rogers was not really going to be the guy. And as I understand, Abraham, he kind of left the team kind of midseason. I don't, I don't know the details. I've tried to check on it. I've heard, you know, injury related. I don't know, but just a an interesting scenario down there. Uh, but, you know, this is a quality passer here for the Missouri Tigers. But to give you an idea of, you know, you shouldn't make this out. I did see someone say, well, hell, Jack Abrams got to be, you know, the, the guy from Missouri now, the, the most likely candidate to start. And I'm pumping the brakes on that because he's going to be a walk-on to start his career at Missouri. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, he's not going to start for you, but Look at the path, if you're not familiar with this guy, of what he's taken. He started out Louisiana Tech. Northwest Mississippi was next. Southern Miss was after that. Mississippi State and now Missouri. So he's kind of been all over, really, the state of <laughs> Mississippi. Uh, how about this? He was a high school teammate of D.K. Metcalf, of course, a former Ole Miss Rebel and now a, a Seattle Seahawk, at least for, for now, <laughs> with uh, Russell Wilson gone. But... He has thrown Abram for over 7,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, 27 interceptions, but he's been very accurate, he's completed 69% of his passes during his three seasons at Southern Miss. So, again, you know, at the end of the day, I try to keep it honest with you guys. If Missouri starts this Jack Abram, I think that's a total indictment of the quarterbacks they got on their roster, to be honest with you that just went through spring competing for the job. So I'm not writing this guy off completely. A nice little, uh, you know, experienced 
potentially back up. Hell, maybe he maybe he will be your starter. I could be dead wrong. But, uh, you know, at least you're adding something to the quarterback room. And I think, if nothing else, I didn't even realize this was an option. But the incoming true freshman Sam Horn, the Elite 11 quarterback, apparently he's a touted Major League Baseball prospect. And if he gets drafted high enough, there is some level of concern that he could just go to play baseball. So I think this is uh, Drinkwitz and company covering themselves in the event that that happens. Got to have another passer on the roster. Can't just go with two quarterbacks. So, you know, that's just something to think about. And, and maybe that's why Abraham's – he may, maybe that's why he's a walk-on. If Sam Horn leaves, that clears up a roster spot. Certainly you don't want to be giving away your prize recruits spot away, but – Something to consider there. But that wasn't the only pickup either from Missouri. They landed former Baylor defensive lineman Josh Landry, who was a former four-star recruit out of Houston, Texas. And uh, during his three seasons there at Baylor, just 12 tackles, three tackles for a loss, and two sacks, he has two years of eligibility, counting uh, the extra year there with the COVID year. So Josh Landry is a Mizzou Tiger couple of uh, additions to Drinkwitz roster there. Next, let's kick it old day to Oxford. And it's interesting. If you missed it, a couple weeks back had uh, Adam Sparks, the Knoxville News Sentinel, on the show. And he talked about this budding rivalry with Ole Miss and Tennessee. So, you know, it's very unlikely that when we go to the pod system that uh, Ole Miss and Tennessee are going to be in the same pod, although that would, <laughs> as long as Kiffin and, and Heupel are in Knoxville and Oxford, respectively, I mean, this would be a hell of a matchup to watch every season. But, man, this rivalry is heating up, and it's thanks in part the latest little spark here. Former Central Florida receiver, former Josh Heupel receiver, Jalen Robinson committed to Ole Miss over Tennessee. Uh Uh-oh. No doubt Lane Kiffin remains the portal king here in the SEC. Robinson had 73 catches, 1,300 receiving yards, eight touchdowns in two seasons at Central Florida. Began his career at Oklahoma, and he's a Texas native. So, you know, maybe this uh, in part a little bit want to be closer to home, but they run a very similar offense in Oxford that they do in Knoxville. So I don't necessarily think that was, uh, you know, I don't think he's picking one offense over another, but I think it's a big pickup for Ole Miss. I think Jalen Robinson poised to uh, really help this offense with uh, the guys that they lost to the NFL this offseason on the outside of that offense. So, hey, I think it's a loss for Tennessee. Big pickup for Ole Miss. But speaking of Tennessee, let's kick it all down to Rocky Top real quick. Where on Monday, a little bit of news here with the football team, but not for the upcoming season. I don't want to. I don't want to confuse anybody. This is for the 2023 season opener. Tennessee was scheduled to play at BYU as returning the home and home from a couple of years ago when BYU hit the hail mary there, and <laughs> I believe that game went in overtime. BYU, of course, pulled it out. Well, that, apparently that the return game is off. And Tennessee is going to play Virginia in Nashville to open the 2023 season 
in uh, Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans play. So pretty interesting. I think the reason behind this, BYU, if you don't know, they're jumping to the Big 12. They're already scheduled to play Arkansas. Well, next season as well as 2023. So I don't think BYU wanted any part after playing a soft schedule for decades to play two SEC teams on top of a Big 12 schedule. So that's uh, your reason for, for flexing out of that. Virginia, you know, a quality ACC opponent. And as I joked on Twitter, have no idea who their quarterback will be in 2023, but I am sure he will be one hell of a player, probably his debut Heisman campaign here against them Vols. That just seems to be the way it goes for, <laughs> for the Tennessee Vols. So, uh, Congratulations, Virginia fans. You have got you a star quarterback in the making, and I don't even know who the hell he is, but it's it's a damn near lock. All right, next let's kick it on down to Fayetteville. Where Arkansas, like I said, they added – they finally got their receiver they've been hunting for in the transfer portal. And it's a guy that uh, some SEC fans will know because former Georgia Bulldog who transferred to Toledo for one year back in the SEC, Matt Landers, a really touted guy that, uh, you know, every year he was in Athens. I was hearing buzz about Matt Landers, Matt Landers, Matt Landers, big time target here. Another, I think he's like six foot five. The Arkansas Razorbacks, they love them some tall receivers. Landers had 32 catches, 646 yards, six touchdowns in 14 career games. Some of that action came with Georgia. Some of it came against Toledo. Uh, but, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't think he's necessarily a game breaker by any means. Like, he's not going to come into the SEC and, and catch the world on fire. But, you know, I think for the point in time we are in the transfer portal, this is about as good as you could do if you're Arkansas because this is a guy with massive potential that, uh, you know, he may give you nothing or he may or he may emerge as one of your better deep ball targets here for Arkansas where they need a receiver or two to step up this season. So, you know, not a bad pickup by any means. I'm not trying to trash him at all. Again, he's got some decent stats here, but, you know, it just seemed like every offseason we were hearing buzz about him in Athens. He was going to have his breakout season. I even went back and watched uh, his first appearance there. It was in 2019, Georgia versus Vanderbilt. And the announcer crew said, and this is a direct quote, Jake from Jake Fromm said, Matt Landers is going to tear up the SEC. So they clearly liked what they had in him in Athens. I, do, I have no idea why it didn't really pan out for him. I think he got injured once or twice. I know I'm pretty sure on that one, but... Definitely wasn't injured last season with Toledo. So you may be getting, um, you know, a little bit of a surprise here if you're the Arkansas Razorbacks, but I would just set expectations low. Maybe you get something great in here in Matt Landers uh, because, you know, that could be the final piece of the puzzle to having a really special season there in Fayetteville. Now, last item to hit on, let's jump all down to the Plains real quick. Them Tigers, they have landed via the transfer portal. Former Iowa State defensive back Craig McDonald, he was a freshman, 
Last season, played in all 13 games for the Cyclones with three starts, 41 tackles, two interceptions. He had 10, 10 tackles and an interception against Oklahoma. So this Craig McDonald, you know, he got up for the big game. He's got three seasons of eligibility remaining and, uh, you know, potentially four, I think, with the COVID year because he was a redshirt freshman last season. So, hey, Auburn needs some help there in the defensive backfield, getting it with Craig McDonald. It's, it seems like every standout Iowa State defender, once he leaves, comes to the SEC. So <laughs> I have no idea what Iowa State's depth chart looks like, but it can't look good because half their, like I said, all their best players leave for the SEC. And Craig McDonald, welcome to the SEC because you're the latest. <laughs> but all right, hey, that's all we got on this episode of the show. Uh, Shane, scheduled to be back on the next episode. We got some Q. We got a bunch of questions racked up. I'm going to hit Cousin Shane with. And, uh, you know, that should be a fun episode because we're going to go all over the place with some of these questions that you guys have lined up for us. But, hey, that's going to do it for this episode of the show. I appreciate each and every one of you. And, hey, give us feedback on those intros if you like them. If, you, if they suck, maybe we'll, we'll just totally ditch them. But <laughs> I have a feeling you guys are going to love it. But that's going to do it for this episode of the show. We'll catch you on the next one.